Is, is this the right distance, the way to be? Do we need to be further back? Do we need to be further forward? No, you know what? Just talk and stop hitting the table. I hate you. Welcome to the Queer Movie Podcast, celebrating the best and worst in LGBTQ plus cinema, one genre at a time. I'm Jazza John. And I'm Rowan Ellis. Each month we meet to discuss a queer movie from a different genre of cinema. This month's genre is... Queer Sci-Fi! We actually synced up quite well with that one. Uh, But before we reveal this month's movie, as always I have to ask Rowan, what's the gayest thing that happened to you this month? It's... I can't top this. This isn't a humble brag because I'm not humble at all. This is just a brag. Um, I got named on... Uh, the Diva Power 100 for 2019. That's pretty awesome and congratulations. Okay, thank you. May I formally say, well done, I hate you and I'm jealous of you. Thanks. Yeah. Do you like how I kind of bragged but also I'm deeply uncomfortable with any kind of affirmation? I'm externally. not getting that with any of this. Help, why am I here? Um, what has changed since you joined the list? Nothing. Oh, okay. Absolutely nothing. Oh, okay. Oh, that's a shame. You don't now have unicorns following you around everywhere. I have a sense of inner self-worth. I've got... <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. Oh. Tegan and Sarah plays me into every room. But they're, that, ha- they're, that happened they're anyway. There. Not even the Tegan and Sarah song, like <laughs> actual Tegan and Sarah. Um, how about you? What was the gayest thing that you did? I have a couple of things. So I okay. went to... Um, I continued my theme of going to American cities that have big gay communities for the first time. Excellent. So I went to Los Angeles. Oh, very nice. Uh, went to WeHo, crossed those famous rainbow crosswalks, or zebra crossings, as very we nice. call them. Um, uh, and went to the Abbey for the first time, which was How really, was really fun. Um, you know what? There were a lot of straight people oiled up and dancing for my money. Excellent. Yeah, you know, it's not problematic in any way, shape or form. But I had a lovely time. I loved LA. Um, But probably the more significant thing that I did is I competed for um, the gay rowing team in London for I was, the first as soon as you said rowing, I was like, that. as soon as you said competed, I was like, is this a rowing thing or a this drag a, thing? I was like, which one of them <laughs> It is one of my two hobbies. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. I um, uh, have now formally joined the Otters and I won two gold medals at the Rowing Masters. Uh, last weekend in Glasgow. Um, Yes, I am old enough to take part in Masters competitions and most of the people there were over the age of 70. And granted, the only two gold... The two gold medals that I won were against other teams from my own squad. But that's completely fine. I still won, thank you. So that's enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I... uh, Like, joining the the Gay Rowers was like a significant part of my... uh, of me trying to find some gay friends. Because, Rowan, it's just you. Oh. Well, okay. I'm glad you're diversifying your audience. (laughs) I'm doing my very best. I need more um, uh, cis gay men in my life. And this is my attempt to do so. And it's going really well. A big part of my um, gay experience has been deciding not to join any kind of sports team. So I'm glad that we've had this. (laughs) Such a... Oh, duality. We're like opposites. (laughs) Two sides of the same coin. Yeah, we discussed earlier how he's an ENFJ and I'm an INFJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. We are are the same, but so different. Our supporters on Patreon suggest our film genre and provide us with the shortlist of movies, which we then put to Twitter where the masses vote in a poll. 
Make sure you follow at Queer Movie Pod on Twitter in order to aid us in this endeavour and search for Queer Movie Podcast on Patreon if you'd like to help support us there. Please, we dumb, need help. This month's results for the shortlist of Queer Sci-Fi Movie was... Zero Philia, 9% of the vote. Deadly Skies, 10% of the vote. Kaboom, but 15%. Which means... As we always seem to do, we have one landslide victory, and at 66%, the winner was codependent lesbian... Let's start again. Codependent lesbian... (laughs) We can get through it. It's only six words. 66% goes to codependent lesbian space alien seek same. Now, I'm assuming that they all voted for that just in... Because of that title. Because it is amazing. It is. And as always, we do encourage people to watch all of the trailers on Twitter because they are the good trailers and some are great. But sometimes you just see a title and you're like, do you know what? We've got to know. Mm-hmm. That yeah. definitely happened with Jennifer's body last time. People night. were thirsty. That mm-hmm. was what it was. Yeah, yeah, which is fair. It's Megan Fox. That's uh, how do you how did you feel about this selection before we actually watched the movie? Um, I was we'll get into this later, but there is not a um, there is not a multitude <laughs> of sci fi queer movies out Mm -hmm. there um so i knew that this selection was going to be one of the first times that we were almost certainly going to have a low a lo-fi like Mm -hmm. low budget Mm -hmm. kind of vibe and that title i mean i was drawn into we were both drawn into it we were both drawn in had only seen the trailer which is basically um like a a collection of the best bits yes because it's a trailer yeah shock horror so i was i came into this excited Mm -hmm. same here Let's see what happened. <laughs> we find it appropriate to give each of our movies a different, perhaps more appropriate title. Because, really, someone does need to give us a job in film marketing. Rowan, what was your suggested title? I was excited <laughs> for this movie. <laughs> Oh no, well that's a spoiler. What was yours? Um, I'm going to put this right out there now. I love this film. Um, uh, and my suggested title is Grey Asexual Omnispecies Lesbian Seek Same. It just needed a slight tweak. Mm. You know, we, slight we're going to just, I feel like, again, we've already started to have this discussion, but we're going to disagree slightly on that title as well. But. Mm, yeah, that's fair. We're, allow- we're allowed to disagree now. It's fine. It doesn't mean that the podcast is going to disintegrate. <gasps> we d- I mean, to be fair, we've disagreed on the last, the last few of them. But I think that makes for a dynamic podcast because we can both, this is a respectful discourse. So we can. <laughs> I mean, speak for yourself. Yeah. I, I can think you're an idiot in my own time. <laughs> What I thought we would talk about first a little bit is LGBT representation in sci-fi. Then we can go on as we always do and talk about the film. Normally we split the film into three acts, but I think today there's sort of three separate storylines that we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. So we'll take you through those stories uh, and then talk a little bit about the reception to the film and the the creators and stuff like that at the end before giving our ratings. Mm -hmm. So as our resident expert, Rowan... Describe to me the the state of the union when it comes to the queers in the sci-fi genre. So, there's not a lot of it. Um, and, and here <laughs> you can are, tell here by are, the shortlist, to be completely reasons. honest. And the more I'm thinking about this, the more I'm like, maybe I'll make a whole video about this. But essentially, there are no, a number of factors which contribute to this. So one is sci-fi and budget. Mm-hmm. So traditionally, although UK sci-fi is a little bit different to this, we obviously haven't traditionally had big budgets, and so we've had to be a bit inventive with how we use sci-fi. So that is, let's compare, you know, Heroes, the US series, to something like Misfits in the UK. Mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. use our lack of budget in a really experimental way and I think British sci-fi therefore is some of the best in the world. Yeah. Um, 
But the US sci-fi, which is where, you know, Hollywood and the big films are and all this stuff, it's big budget, which means it is often mainstream. And we know that traditionally mainstream movies, they um, will have a lower rating so they can get a bigger audience. And lower rating means that LGBT representation is seen as a Mm no-go. Family movies can't have LGBT representation in mainstream Hollywood. Them's the rules. (laughs) Um, I found it really curious. Well, I find it really curious that there isn't kind of like this... Um, uh, uh, acceptance of queer people as really appropriate for kind of like the sci-fi listen, genre. Listen, listen. Let me just show you something. Go for it. That I have written exactly there. You are 100% <laughs> correct. You know what, Jazza? You take me through how you feel about this because I believe we will agree completely. Right. So specifically around kind of the the superhero genre. Um, my my gateway into this was the X Men. Yeah, literally X Men <laughs> written on this piece of paper in front of me. X-Men superhero. <laughs> so the X-Men um, is uh, often kind of described... Oh, <laughs> it's often used as a metaphor um, as kind of like the, the queer community in like the 50s and 60s when the X-Men was first kind of like started as a comic book, um, uh, as a comic book franchise. And there's a load of um, uh, parallels with the way that kind of like mutants in the X-Men universe, for example, um, are parallel with... Uh, LGBT people in that they are scattered throughout the population. Um, there's the possibility of everybody knowing a, a mutant or a queer person. Um, uh, uh, it isn't are... necessarily um, transferred genetically. Yeah, is a no. big thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you, we've seen like more recently with a lot of the comics, with the written um, side of things, that uh, a lot of the, um, especially X Men comics, have ended up with a lot more queer characters. Like, the biggest one is um, Bobby, who is Iceman, um, who has now basically... Um, he's got a new iteration of himself in the comics who has just come out and is being queer and here and um, uh, absolutely wonderful and is everybody who I want to be. Um, uh, but for whatever reason, you don't end up seeing any of that transfer into the... You, we, we see that representation in modern comics, but nowhere in any of the modern mainstream movies despite the fact that there is kind of this universal idea that queer representation is now a good thing, despite the fact that nobody seems to have really nailed it. So I think, I mean, obviously you have a lot of reasons why queer representation within the mainstream. Um, I'm literally doing a a video series on my channel about this right now, so I've thought about this a lot. Um, There's a lot of reasons. I do think that there's this constantly touted reason that I've talked before on my channel, which is about China. It's all about the Chinese market. Mm. If the Chinese market is really big, then we have to go with the Chinese market one and they would censor something. And if you make it part of like a main character, they can't just quickly remove a reference. Therefore, they wouldn't want it, blah, 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 blah. I think this very much um, downplays the censorship that has happened in the UK and the US of, of queer storylines traditionally mm-hmm. in within media that's made for families or for children. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Steven Universe was, they took the queer references out of that for the UK audience. Um, there's been a lot of anime which has had kind of changes to so characters picking cousins instead of girlfriends and all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. Um, so I think it's, it, blaming China is a little bit reductive where it's like, mm, but maybe look in your own No, I, f- I feel like we've been doing this ourselves for a really long time anyway. And so that reaction to kind of like the homophobia within a, or supposed homophobia in a Chinese market um, uh, has kind of been an easy muscle for them to use again mm-hmm. because they've done it for such a long time in the past anyway. Yeah, so so absolutely. There's actually a scene in one of the X-Men movies where a character has a, like a quasi coming out scene where it plays exactly how a teenage coming out scene traditionally does in the movies. I wish yeah, I it's Bobby. Which one it was. It, it, it's Bobby, I can't it's remember Iceman. Which, I, I can't uh, remember X-Men which two. of the films it. 
boom, here we You're go. Welcome. Together, Hello. together, we have a whole reference system. Yeah, right. But that that scene is so obviously a coming out scene, mm-hmm. and it's just. Have you tried not? being a mutant mm. and it's played for laughs because yeah. it's like ha 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 we get the reference it's because he's gay but he's not gay ha 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm like oh wow okay we're doing this but we're not actually going to have the courage to mm-hmm. have an actual character come out but that is the kind of like thing that just doesn't line up in that um, there are so many tropes in the science fiction genre of kind of like otherness and mm-hmm. lack of understanding yep. and being persecuted yep. when you're talking about like aliens or kind of like or whether it's mutants in the X-Men universe or whatever um uh, not being able to kind of like fit in which is so parallel to the way that queer people end up feeling mm-hmm. um, when they're growing up which is why there's such a huge queer community surrounding these franchises yeah. but there is no or very few attempts to be a, to kind of like combine these two like subgenres of yeah. like storytelling and tell like a really what would be a, a frankly a really easy story to tell of kind of like queerness and like alien and alienism and otherness and and science fiction alongside it like and the whole idea of kind of sci-fi is the fact that you're able to kind of like tell stuff about the society that you are in by using kind of like futurism as a way of as like the lens through which you tell the the flaws of your society now it's frustrating because it felt like this should have been a genre that was completely keyed into to the lgbtq plus community and yet we really struggled to find movies to ask people to vote for i think we got four yeah we, did, yeah, yeah, we, did people yeah. we, we four, struggled we to find just four. Got four and some of them we were really edging so mysterious skin was one that i think is very on the edge but mm-hmm, we couldn't really mm-hmm. justify it we're, yeah. gonna, we're gonna put it in another um another genre vote instead because mm-hmm. it's not quite sci-fi either so um i guess what we can say about this film is that it's definitely sci- science fiction <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely sci-fi. one thing we can say and, and and like if anything it is a love letter to sci-fi yes. of sci-fi of like the 1950s specifically edward yeah and, yeah, and, yeah, yeah and those kind of movies mm-hmm. so as we said earlier we're going to split the plot into three okay I this movie is 99p to rent and it runs at just over an hour so I feel like you can you feel very free to go and watch it oh my god just go and watch yeah. it yeah um, and you'll either fall into the Rowan camp or the Jazza camp it'll be interesting to see which mm. we are going to give a lot of spoilers in this discussion so if you would like to watch it um why not go now, for it come back to like it. support Peccadillo Pictures who are kind of like yes. a queer archive oh, of like LGBT cinema um, uh, uh, you can find it on Vimeo we'll probably link the uh, yes, link absolutely. in the description yeah. um, so go and find that pay your 99p um, and have a, a romp of a single hour um, it's 70 minutes long it's uh, worth your time sure <laughs> worth the experience so plot one we have named Tarzan and Jane um, because there is a human woman called Jane and, and uh, an alien called not Tarzan Soinks. Yeah, yeah. Zoinks, Scoob. Uh, um, so they are kind of. I'd say that they are the main love interest of uh, the movie. Yes, in that um, there are no real other love interests. <laughs> no, there aren't really. So the sort of uh, elevator pitch summary of this plot is that Jane is a. A lovely lady who works in a stationery store, doesn't necessarily have a very interesting life, and in appears this alien person, and they kind of fall in love very quickly, as lesbians apparently do, immediately move in together, Mm -hmm. and then the decision is, does Jane stay with the alien after it is discovered that she's an alien, and potentially leave Earth for the rest of her life in order to go back to their home planet? Mm -hmm. Well, there was somebody who came into the store the other day, and I um, you know, I thought they were kind of cute and stuff, and um, 
and I couldn't tell if they were flirting with me or not. Uh-huh. Did you talk to them? I did. Um, did you flirt with them? No. There was a there was a piece of interesting um kind of cold open context to all of this which is why the aliens are here, mm-hmm. which is that it's discovered on their planet that big feelings, mm-hmm. specifically love because mm-hmm. big feelings like jealousy and anger go inwards so they don't actually do any damage externally. Yeah, whereas love goes outwards, goes outwards and destroys the ozone. Uh, destroys the ozone layer. I made a note here. Lol, remember when we were worried about the ozone layer? <laughs> you know it's fixed itself now. This is also like, like, do you remember that like, this was a real, this was a thing where everyone was like, shit, we're going to die. The ozone layer's gone. And now it's like, oh no, that's fine. Everything else is fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything else on the planet is dead. The ozone layer though, it's fine. Don't worry about it. The aliens get sent to Earth. Um, in order for them to get their big feelings and their hearts broken, because on Earth, people's hearts get broken all of the time. And then they can come back um, with their broken hearts and not have the big feelings that are going to damage the ozone anymore. It makes perfect sense, everybody. I don't know why you're confused. I am from the planet Zatz. I am here on assignment to help save the ozone layer. I'm supposed to fall in love to help the ozone layer because it is destroying my planet. I have been in a hundred different relationships and none of them have been monogamous. How did people react to having to share each other? They didn't know. So I will say right now that this is one of those films and I ha- there are a lot of films that I feel this way about that I watch it and I just don't like it. But then I'll talk to people about it and I'm like, I make it sound quite good. <laughs> like like this, like laying down the premise like this, it's like, oh, that seems like it's actually a really funny, like cool, quirky premise. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, I think it's, yeah, it's going to be one of those films to me where me talking about the ideas behind it and the concept of it is going to be much more enjoyable to me than the execution was. Mm-hmm. Um, I did really like the line, love is the only emotion that transcends the body and destroys ozone. <laughs> there are so many kind of like weird one-liner like bits that are just so deadpan in this movie. Everything is delivered so deadpan in this movie. Hi, are you... Codependent lesbian space alien. Yeah, Hi. <laughs> That, that's a really great costume. Um, I, re- I really liked your ad. It was really original. I myself am from Zots, a tiny planet oxy-parallel to the rings of Saturn. A planet faced with extinction if my mission is not successfully completed. My job is to have my heart broken on the planet Earth. My payment is that I will be allowed to return. Yet I have not been successful in interesting Earth inhabitants. I have written over 2,000 one-line love letters and have scattered them about, but to no avail. I decided to seek out a fellow alien in the hopes that she could advise me. Advise you. On how to score. It's just, it's so ridiculous. Like, there's it's so absurdist much, humor. There's so much sincerity in yes. all of that. And I want to actually know how much of it is um, improvised. Yes. I feel like an awful lot of it yes, was improvised. Yes, I do as well. And that, to me, was difficult because I think I just didn't like a lot of the improvisation. I, th- I felt like a lot of it. I was like oh. waiting for oh, a, a lot gem. of it was objectively bad. Yes, yeah, I was yeah, like yeah, waiting yeah, for yeah. a gem. Holly, mm-hmm. that is such a pretty name. I could say it a million times. Holly, 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 Holly. So uh, Jane, I will say right now, interestingly enough, for representation-wise, is Butch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wild. Mm-hmm. What? It's so unusual to see Butch, a Butch and wo- woman works in a in a stationery store. And you know what needs representation? <laughs> Ryman's employees. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. They need it. I was thinking Clinton's, but yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. She's like mask gay woman getting lead roles is almost unheard of. Like mm-hmm, it's it's mm-hmm. genuinely something that doesn't really happen. And so I was really really pleasantly 
excited, surprised about that. Because I think it's it's one of those things that, and I will get to our heterosexual rating later on, but I do think it's one of those things that if you're going to do a lesbian story, a lot of people feel like it can play well in the mainstream if straight men will go to see kind of cute girls fuck. There, so. there are many, th- I mean, see our Jennifer's Body episode. Mm. Um, but you see, like here... Like it, it so clearly isn't played for kind of like any like baity stuff, Not at all. but also her kind of like physicality and what she looks like. It's just really, it's it's a matter of factly, it's not an important part of the plot. No. Um, and it shows that she is um, lovable in a way that I don't think that we see very often anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, even in really progressive shows like Orange is the New Black, mm-hmm. where we have kind of like butch lesbian characters. Um, there isn't kind She's of so like... She's so soft. Yeah, this soft adorableness to like a really um, kind of like... Uh, what we would call a masculine presenting kind of like clothing and demeanor and stuff like that. And I, I really fell in love with Jane. I loved her as a character. Hey Zoys, this is for you. This is, this is, this is a gift. They, uh, they didn't really have one with your name on it at the store. So, so, so I, I, I got one that said Zoe and I painted over the rest of the letters. So this is a comedy. This is like a, a spoof satire comedy. Um, How often did you laugh? Not a lot, but when I did laugh, we talked about this earlier, it's it's because it was like Vine humor. I don't know, it was like pre-Vine Vine humor because this was like a 2011 film. It looked hilarious in the trailer. Yes, Um, It Quick was all cuts. of the funny bits. Yeah, 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 yeah. And a lot of it physical humor. Yes, um, so the bit when they're in the cinema, there's just a bit where someone throws popcorn, a popcorn bucket, at one of the characters. But it's just it's just that vine humour of cutting away just before the punchline. Yeah. It's like it did a lot of that, which to me was really funny, but I was I almost wanted this to just be like someone made a vine channel of what if a lesbian aliens existed mm-hmm. and these were just all the funny bits were just a series of vines that they did. Yeah. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, and like yeah, you just yeah, got exactly. to know these characters. Yeah, yeah. And it was a vine. Or that this was like a short and they just condensed all of it this. It should have been one. a vine series. Should we turn did this we into invented, a Vine series? Did we, did we just invent Vine series and characters? Like, oh my God. Well, tough luck, Vine's dead. <laughs> Do you know what? TikTok, call us. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the Chinese government, no, no. We're Chinese in. government, we've already talked about them. You're the bravest person I know. The way you just express whatever you feel. Like when we were at the movies and you didn't stop laughing, even though people were throwing popcorn buckets at your head. Things escalate with Jane and Zoinks really really quickly yes because they're lesbians yes. and cliches exist for a reason um uh, so zoinks appears to move in with jane really really quickly oh, immediately to the point where they um like zoinks is sitting there in the dark waiting for jane to come home um they're cooking together they go to coney island together wear funny hats get hot dogs um and there's an interesting Classic. um uh, bit where they are the the point where i kind of had the Shall we talk about the the asexual kind of like side of stuff? Yeah, but I didn't think any of this was asexual. So I got a real asexual vibe specifically when they were kind of like washing each other in the shower. Because there was so much love and affection there, but it didn't feel overtly sexual. And I think some of that comes from the idea that Zoinks is meant to be from a, uh, a race where people touch each other's noses to get erotic satisfaction. Um, but there just wasn't a desire for there to be... Nobody was trying to get off, right, at any point in their relationship. Yeah, but I think it was like... Um, I don't think necessarily that's asexual. 
because I think that you can have like non-sexual affection between people in a sexual relationship. Mm-hmm. And also I think that the noses was clearly a stand-in for clitoris. Like like the no the noses were a stand-in for something. It wasn't like oh it is asexual. So there's like the bit in it where Jane literally like almost turns to the camera and like claps the lights off like oh we're fate we're doing the fade to black because we're about to fuck, mm-hmm, which is mm-hmm. like a very gay film thing to do where gay people will start something and then it will fade very quickly to yeah, black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that to me I was I didn't see it as asexual at all. Did you get the sweetness of that relationship though? Like I felt like Yeah, yeah, I but genuinely- I don't think it had, but I think you can have a sweet relationship that's also a sexual relationship. I do not understand what you're I don't talking know what about. You're talking about. Um, no, I think that there was there was something that was very stand in, definitely stand in sexual about the noses because it was the way in which the acting was like this was like an illicit act that they're doing, and especially because of the line, uh, they pull away from each other, and the the alien character says, "I'm sorry, I've never done that with anyone so quickly," and then the, and then Jane goes, "I've never done that with anyone at all," in the, which did make me laugh in the context of like this alien essentially being like I've never had sex with someone I didn't know so quickly and mm-hmm. then Jane who essentially has just touched someone's nose is like I mean I've never really touched someone's nose before to be fair so I guess we're the same on this is it permissible for me to touch you yes your hand is on my nose yes how come I am expressing my affection for you. Do you find that unpleasant? No, I just, I am not exactly sure what to do. This? I have never done that with someone so quickly. I've never done that with someone at all. Never, astonishing, why not? Why not? I don't think anyone has wanted to. Later on in this storyline, they go to a bar which is... Oh my God, the bar and its aftermath. See, I am I feel like you're about to talk about story and I'm about to talk about technical filming elements of this, <laughs> of this movie. <laughs> sure, sure. You do yours and then I'll do mine. So I understand that this is meant to be satirical and based on like a satire of low budget sci-fi stuff, but I felt like that, that to me would have worked with elements that like did something to further the story or were played on in an interesting way or that were inherently funny but I just found a load of filming mistakes if it was in any other film that I just found <laughs> grating so my so the bit about this scene where she was she was talking as if she was talking over loud music but they had mixed the music externally so you it was like music was playing over the scene rather than being in the club with music happening. yeah I was like and the Oscar for sound mixing goes to oh it was the most infuriating thing in the world and so she was like trying to yell over and then the alien character wasn't even yelling loudly and it was I mean Jane was doing an, an admirable job of pretending like there was really loud music in what I'm pretty sure was just an empty garage that they've made to oh, look yeah, like a no, club 100%, yeah. and I was like why is this happening and I do understand like again I do understand that this was the point like it's meant to be satirizing lo-fi stuff but for me personally I kind of wanted it to be doing something more with it other than just being having no budget do you know mm-hmm, what I mean mm-hmm. I'm like if you're gonna have no budget for something make it make it work in a way in a way that like every student film has ever had to try and do when that student films who don't have any budget and for me like as someone who used to work at a film school I've seen low budget student films do it better so mm-hmm, I'm like mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. really wanted something to be happening would you like to dance yes so this bar scene the dance is wonderful 
where she puts her head down into mm. Jane's crotch, where Zoinks puts her head down into Zoinks' crotch, and does the most wonderful improvised dance that, uh, like, I was doing it for yeah. at least three hours after. The wiggle dance. Yeah, you greeted me with that dance. I yeah, did, so. I did. You're welcome. Um, and you greeted me with cheesecake. Yeah, so, you know, we're even. So the end, so the end of this plot line is going to tie in with the end of the other plot lines. So let's reverse back, mm-hmm. flip and reverse it, um, back to our second storyline, which is the Cheesecake Factory. So I have a confession to make. I, for a very long time watching this movie, did not realise that there were three aliens that were all on Earth because they all look exactly the same to me. And so I was really confused Rowan, for a hot minute about Rowan, who was... Rowan, that's specious. Yeah, I know. I'm mm. the worst. I am Xylar. Welcome to my first vlog. You are very lucky to be witnessing the first vlog of the sexiest alien on the planet Earth. I have no hair on my head, but the pavement matches the concrete. The second subplot is mainly the kind of like love interest-esque stuff that's happening between the two aliens that have been expelled from their planet, um, Xylar and Bar. Um, Xylar, who is described as sexually generous, and Bar, who is described as codependent. So we open up with Xylar um, going on like a speed dating um, thing in a bar where uh, she, for example, says, I love the name Holly. I could say it a thousand times. Holly, 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 Holly. Do you know what's really bad? I genuinely forgot that scene. Even like I just, it's a I, I, wa- I watched this today, and I my brain just went. You don't need to remember that ever again, Ryan. You don't need that. Not something of importance. I think it was one of the most brilliant comedy <laughs> comedic moments I've ever seen on film. I snort well, laughed. Why are we so different? <laughs> um, but also, I get that because I can absolutely see you just repeating a word to me to annoy me. So I'm like, that checks out. That seems like that makes sense. If it's a dad joke, Rowan, then I will do it and I'll love it. I'm looking for action. What kind of action are you looking for? Hot action. Hot action. Hot earthling on alien action. One of the other Vine moments, I think, is Zoinks. Um, it's describing where she is. Is like, I'm outside a shop where it says... Uh, chemical peel. <laughs> Facials, Chem- massage, <laughs> chemical peel, blackheads, <laughs> <Yeah>. acne, <laughs> and just listing just everything that's going but, but the best bit is it begins with, um, I just call because I'm thinking of you. Where am I? Oh, I'm just looking at a sign saying, acne, massage, facial, blackheads. Wrinkles, rosacea, seboria, pigmentation, laser for lifting, stretch marks, laser hair removal, laser for nails, fungus, Massages, facials, skin tag removal. Hello? Hello? It's so many vines. Like, these are things that could just... All the things I laughed at, I could have just taken out and uploaded as vines. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so there's the bit where they have their final... So so I think that there's... The idea is that the first... What we refer to as the Tarzan and Jane relationship is the kind of sweet romance rom-com situation where... They get together in the beginning. It's very boy meets girl. Boy meets girl stories often. It's like you get together at the beginning, something pulls you apart in the middle, and then you get back together. Right. It's not a steady stream of getting together. You have to get together quite early. Mm-hmm. You or, need a, you need an arc, baby. Yeah. Mm. Um. And so that that arc belongs to Tarzan and Jane. <laughs> um. 
Her and name is this, Zoinks. Whereas this second relationship is one of those interesting ones where if it had been a larger movie with more of a cast, one of them would have been like the maybe best friend who we had a friends with benefits, but then I got with my serious partner, but we've always been there and all this kind of stuff. It's a lot more messy. There's a lot more people involved, mm-hmm. um, which I guess is kind of interesting because it's just another version of queer relationships. It's like here are two different versions of queer relationships and both of them are, are told in a kind of interesting way. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a scene in which they have they they very much thought that they were going to be trying to fall in love with humans so that they could break their own hearts so they could go back and not destroy the ozone layer on their home planet mm-hmm. but instead do. they are seduced by cheesecake by the rotary cheesecake display yes by the dessert one of those dessert cases that spin around and this i think is the best case of physical comedy in the whole movie where the two of them are just following the rotation of the cheesecake. This is where we need a case. webcam uh, at the same time as it's and you're, they're just kind of like wobbling this. around, doing like is it like making a cone motion with their while torsos, crying, while crying and being like they're trying to find other things that would break their heart. So they first of all go to the ocean and like the expanse of the ocean has been known to break man's heart, and that doesn't work. And then they just stand in the cheesecake factory and follow the rotation of the display case, and they their hearts because break, the, and then. The cheesecake comes towards you, but then the cheesecake moves away from you. This is truly sad. Yes. The ocean does not compare to the poetic indifference of the revolving dessert tray. But then, um, they get seduced by said cheesecake, happen to be in each other's presence, and then touch each other's noses, which as we know... In public. In public, which as we know, um, uh, as Rowan has explained to us, is a stand-in for the clitoris. I, I mean, don't quote me on that. Well, I guess you're going to have to quote me on that because it's, it's a bit it's audio recorded. Been quoted, it's happened. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, this is just my reading. Um, it could refer to any genitalia. For one evening... You opened the foyer of your affections and bespoke emotion instead of regulation. Why cannot we continue? I do not wish to continue. I do not share your feelings. Poor Sarge. You touched my nose with such frequency that the skin began to peel. <laughs> Don't do that to someone's clitoris. Guys, just Sex use protection. Sex with Rowan. <laughs> And then they have this this argument, basically the idea of like, the only reason I sat with you is because I was seduced by this cheesecake. To, to which the kind of conversation seems to end with, a, okay, this is it, we're parting ways, it's not going to happen again. By the way, what's in that box? We must never duplicate that evening. What is in the box? Cheesecake. So, that is uh, all the notes we have for the second storyline, uh, until the uh, ending that we shall discuss. Mm-hmm. Going back to the third one, Jazza, you had some thoughts. So I've, I've written in, um, so our, our third kind of plot uh, is we are calling it, uh, why do they exist? Mm-hmm. So throughout the whole movie, there are these two um, uh, agents in black. We'll call them men in black. Um, one of which is the rookie, one of which is the senior. And we just cut to them every now and again. And it feels like the actors have just been told to fill space. Yes. Like, um, pretend that you have a wife and then talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have in uh, big capital letters in my notes, what was the point in the agents? So, um, how long have you been working with the agency? Two and a half months. Two and a half months. Two and a half months. Yes. And this and this movie would have been a sound forty-five minutes if you just cut these guys out. They don't. 
Correct me if I'm wrong, but they contribute nothing to this plot, right? Yeah, there's, they are, there's no they're, plot they're, they're relevance. Ma- it's unclear whether they are hunting the aliens or they are kind of just kind of like um, keeping watch over the aliens while they are trying to get their hearts well, broken. Well, they have a very long conversation about... Basically, I think... I don't know what they're, it's implied they're going to do with the aliens, but it's implied that they basically are going to um, convince Jane that she's gone insane and that the aliens aren't actually real. And, like, just gaslight Jane a lot. Because they have that conversation about whether or not they can call it, like... It's like, oh, you know, it's just, uh... So we're going to tell people that they're seeing stuff. And they're like, no, no, we're just going to, uh... Utilise techniques of, uh... It's what it says in the handbook, right? We're just going to suggest to them that maybe their version of the truth is different to the reality. And it's like, oh, so we're going to tell them they're crazy. (laughs) No, 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 that's not what the handbook says. If they start dating women and then walking them to work and going places with them, that'll be really hard to cover up. Well, you know, we, ha- we have our methods, you know. When there was a UFO over Chelsea and everyone started to, the civilians started to see it, we launched that, uh, those engagement party balloons, remember? Right. Well, what was the content on those? Who, who, it ne- said, congratulations, Evelyn. Congratulations, Evelyn. But yeah. that's what I'm saying. That yeah. works really well. Engagement right. stories work really well to cover up alien visitations. I just don't see how we're going to cover this one up. Which is... so, But, like, nothing ever actually happens with them. Mm-hmm. There's no big finale where they swoop in and try and stop the, the spaceship going. No, no, and in fact, there's, there's one like of nothing. the agents is an alien. Because they... they, they yeah, they, the, the, the guy who turns out to be an alien asks some, like, really weird questions. Um, so, is your wife a trans man was one of them. Um, yeah, Debbie. Is Debbie a trans man? And I was curious here. Is this a world where queerness is the norm? I That's immediately what I sort of assumed. Mm-hmm. And it's weird if somebody has a wife. That's what I was kind of like thinking of. But maybe it's because he's an alien. This is what I was thinking of, of if, if we have this planet of aliens where they all seem to be lesbians. Mm-hmm. Where everybody is gay. Everyone is Oh my God, why aren't we there? How great would that be? Um, touch each other's noses. Please don't. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> There's also that whole thing of the, of the question of, like, is that even legal to be married to your wife, to Debbie? Is that legal? Like, there were all these things that I was like, was yeah, do you, do you come from a planet in which everyone is gay? Is mm-hmm. that the idea? But again, it's never discussed in that plot. But I also, so part of me was like, is this meant to be a commentary on the fact that this guy is an alien who doesn't know that same-sex couples aren't the norm? Um, or is this um, a slightly transphobic improvisation? I mean, we'll never know. Is Debbie a uh, trans man? Excuse me? Your wife. What kind of question is that? I'm wondering if your wife is a trans man. You're wondering if my wife is a trans man? Yes, Debbie. I don't even know where you're coming from with that. Yeah, it's literally, I just read my note as I turned the page, like watching bad improv, so I really, I'm not, nothing is not consistent. These relationships never last. Between the aliens? No, between two women. They grow out of it. I think it'll work out for them. So the ending of this movie? The one ending is, as we have alluded to, the alien man is an alien. Today's going to be my last day working with you. Did you get promoted? No. I'm just leaving. Yeah, so he just disappears in this car and his human partner has these lines where for about there's a good five seconds which is a long time 
where the partner is not making any reaction as he's phasing in and out of existence. At first you think he's just gonna be like, whoa, what the fuck? But then he starts using these like really long words that are so specific. That this one was really funny, but I was like, oh God, we've had so much unfunny before that, that I'm like, oh, this is just an accident. You're being funny on accident. What's happening? Where he was like, yeah, man, it was like you were dematerializing or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like uh, the, the photon actuality, the, the photonic activity all over you. <laughs> like. I didn't see any lights because there were no lights. Did you feel anything? No, like I electricity? No, I didn't feel anything unusual. There was like photonic activity all over you. There was no unusual photonic activity. So, yeah, so the whole thing is just like he's an alien. Yeah, but what kind of an alien is he? He, I don't I feel a like he's not from the planet. He's not from the ozone affected planet. No. Um, he's just some other guy. Can you yeah. answer me the question? Yeah. What was the point in the agents? There wasn't any. Okay. They had they. Then why were they there? Um. So they had no effect over the plot. I didn't really see how they would fit into sort of theming or ideas around stuff either. Yeah. I guess they just wanted some kind... Men. Yeah. Speed up, please. I'm going as fast as I can. The most important thing is that we learn something from this. That's the most important thing. And that's what every day provides to me. It provides a new opportunity. And that's a blessing. And sometimes you can forget. You can lose perspective on that blessing and sort of the minutia of, of, of a specific microscopic struggle. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I want to follow this woman to the spaceship. So the very ending of the storyline for the other two uh, kind well, of storylines. Well, for the aliens plus Jane. Yes. So for Zoinks, Xylar, Bar, and Jane, because mm -hmm. I know you're not going to remember the names of the I aliens. I'd be damn right I don't. They all, they kind of take off. There's um, a very nice prop where... Can Instead we? Can of we? Headphones. It's plastic cups. It's plastic cups. And can we talk about um, uh, the special effects and the spaceship that yeah. is here, and the fact that um, Zoinks has says that um, uh, I will have to take the F train and then a bus <laughs> to get to the actual spaceship, which is I just think is absolutely adorable. But Jane chases Zoinks to the spaceship. So that they can be together. Chases her right to the airport. Right, right to through the security. Airport. Um, but the, right the spaceship the... itself is one of those. If you've been to America, and if you're American, you have been to America, then it's the the tin foil kind of like dishes, mm. one on top of another, with lights on the outside. And do you know what you can make in a tin foil dish, Chaza? What can you make in a tin foil dish? Cheesecake. So are they going to beam you up or something? No. I will have to take the F train and then a bus to the designated launching place. I just, I personally really like the bit where, I don't know if you've seen an old Star Trek where they both move, the actors move and they move the camera so that it looks like they're moving. <laughs> yeah, so it looks and like then when you don't move when they the do camera, the takeoff. it's great. When you use the camera, they were not giving that any energy, <laughs> particularly. They, and so I think they were like, wait, how will someone know we're taking off? If Jane doesn't say, we're taking off, <laughs> which she does. We're taking off! And then there's the ending where we find out that the ozone wasn't being affected by big feelings. No. But it was actually being affected... By their bald heads. Yeah, by reflecting the sun reflecting, yes, off of their bald heads. Yeah. Mm. Which means that they could be as in love as they wanted, and so Jane and Tarzan decide to go back to the planet and live there Zoinks. Yes. That's what I said. So that's the movie. 
That's we did the it. movie. Um, you struggled so hard, and I really appreciate your I really did. Um, commitment to Thank this you. podcast by finishing it in five-minute stints. I did. I, f- I would watch five minutes of it, and then I would reward myself by watching an episode of It's Alive on Bon, App- bon Appetit Test Kitchen with Brad, uh, and then I would switch back again. I, I, like, I do want to emphasise the fact that this is like... It's, well, it is an objectively badly made movie, but like it's badly made for a point. Like It's satirical, and it's based on mm-hmm, mm-hmm. stuff that had no budget, and it's back in the 50s, um, and that just wasn't for me. But I very much stress... If, I think if you're someone who really likes those... The, the films from the 1950s or sci-fi or this is your kind of humour then absolutely guys it's it. just over an hour long yeah watch it and it will enrich your life and you'll want to go and get some cheesecake afterwards so it's fair to say that this movie when it came out in 2011 had a rather mixed reception I know because uh, I looked it up wow research and well done um, <laughs> Proud of you. In terms of looking at like the critics versus public score, the critics score eighty nine percent, then the public score fifty nine percent. So why do you think that there is such a disparity between the two? I uh, have my theories, but so I think it is partly because the kind of people who are going to be reviewing this movie that was very much played at a lot of film festivals and and are going to be critics on Rotten Tomatoes are the kind of critics who probably will be familiar with Edward films and what it was being pastiched and what was being. Uh, and also they go to film festivals and like knowing film festivals films like this are like all over film festivals Mm -hmm. they're very like you can have all kinds of weird experimental fun films at festivals and it's that's just part of the vibe yeah Um, and it's such a pastiche of Edward as well and I think if you know those films Mm -hmm. then which a a classic like critic is going to know right and they're going to love it and they're going to get all of the beats and all that kind of stuff they'll get the references whereas I feel like for an audience if they aren't expecting it if they just saw the title and were like, oh, that's going to be a fun kind of thing. And and knowing that this came out in 2011, so it isn't like an old movie from the from the 50s, 60s, 70s, even 80s, where you might be like, oh, okay, I get the bad film thing. It's kind of at the time. In 2011, you would maybe expect something different from it. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets described as a sweet love story quite often by the critics. Uh, what, do you think it's sweet? I don't know whether I can call... Like, it, it is... I guess it's sweet, but it's, like... I feel like for it to feel like a love story, I needed to know anything about what was going on with the characters. <laughs> it plays out like a love story in that it's, like, we're going to go through the beats of plot, but I didn't really feel invested in any of the characters. Mm-hmm. I did. I, 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 I really did. I kind of felt invested in Jane, but only because she I was, thought like... That... She had a nice smile. I thought that was <laughs> very sweet. Um, uh, I thought that the characters were actually the most realised part of this, apart from the two bloody agents. Like, even though the aliens were reduced to kind of like really horny, codependent, and like looking for love, I thought that they really embodied those kind of things in it ironically very human way. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, especially Jane and Zoink's relationship. It did surprise me by how much it like played with my heart, and so I'm clearly the wanky critic of the two, mm-hmm. and you are I'm the voice Joe of the people. Joe Public, yes. Joe Public, indeed. So when we review these films, we give them a couple of ratings. The first one is our queer rating. How many bars of the rainbow flag would we give this movie? And which ones, Rowan? What score are you going to give codependent lesbian alien seek same? So I think this is similar and kind of opposite from last week 
because that was Jennifer's body. Mm-hmm. And that was one where I was like, I feel like I want to give it lots of stripes because I really liked it. So I'm like, if this is a queer rating in terms of how much did me, a queer, like it, it's a lot. But it wasn't very queer. So I had to, you don't want to give it a lot right, of queer yeah, stripes. Yeah, Do you yeah, see yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I feel like now it's the opposite round where I'm like, this is a very queer story mm-hmm. but i didn't personally like it so i don't know how how do you want to make a judgment on which way i should i should fall um uh, no go with your heart wow thank you <laughs> um i i think um uh... okay so it's definitely got the green one for nature because it does tell us about the dangers of the ozone layer oh um, my god brilliant yes uh so definitely has green in it you know i'm going with how much mia queer enjoyed it therefore one one stripe it's nature it's green Oh wow! Well, I'm I'm gonna give it five. Okay. I'm gonna give it um life and sex red. Mm, yeah. uh, I'm gonna give it healing because it heal it rather than breaking hearts it healed hearts. So that's oh, orange. Wow. Sunlight because of the wonderful lighting of this movie and the and sun the shining <laughs> the head. Yeah, exactly. Nature for the same reason that you did. And rather than serenity, because I don't think it was particularly serene, I'm going to give it spirit, because it really loved its genre. So I'm going to give it five out of six. There we go. And that is red, orange, yellow, green, and purple. Beautiful. Our second rating is the cishet, or as I like to say, cishet, rating. Um, The likelihood of a cishet person watching the whole thing. So we do this as a percentage. Zero! percent they are not making it through any of this shit because not only is it like like immediately they'll be like what the fuck is this this is what did i what is this but also there's no lesbian eye candy that will keep the straight men watching at all because i think that's very cool But it isn't like like you can. You oh, yeah, can yeah, think, yeah, yeah. There's no Megan think, Fox in this movie. No, you can think that the aliens with bald heads, the women without any hair, who are a bit awkward, are really cute. You can definitely think that Jane is really cute. But if you're a straight man, you probably won't. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that's not enough to keep you watching. That's not a Megan Fox keeps you watching situation. That's fair enough. I'm gonna give it five percent. Where do you think they're gonna stop? Um, as soon as the women with bald heads appear. Because the first person we see is a guy in a bald head explaining the ozone layer. Ah, oh, so they'll be like, mm, interesting, interesting. Oh, so interesting, interesting. Some like oh, art house film. Oh, yeah, yes. oh, yeah, the environment. Extinction yeah. Rebellion. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, exactly. And then um, women with bald caps are going to come on and they'll like, turn it right off. They're going to be like, oh, bye mm-hmm. for yeah, life. Exactly. We're out of here. But similarly, I'm glad we agree on, on yeah. something on this movie. So this ultimately has been uh, the biggest success in that it is the movie that Zero, like the the, the, the cishet sort of watched the least of. Yeah, so in some ways, so in some the ways, gayest the movie of they've them seen. All, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rowan, how would you make this movie gayer? You can't. My issues with it weren't that it wasn't gay at all. Mm-hmm. I th- you, you, it would be very, very difficult to make this gayer. Because I think the only way that you could, you know what, actually, we replaced the agents. I'm here. With uh, some other kind of... You know what? We replaced the, alien, the agents with two women. Mm-hmm. And so we have Boy Meets Girl, but it's actually Girl Meets Girl romance narrative. Mm-hmm. You have the, we're all, we're friends with benefits. We kind of had a one thing. We're not really sure what's going on. And then the third couple are an established couple 
So they're, they're like lesbians who've been together for a really long time and are also partners. Mm. And you make that plot also intersect with the other plots mm-hmm. so that you have three different kinds of lesbian relationships in one movie. That's how I make it gayer. I like it. That does objectively make it more gay. Um, but I, I did enjoy this movie. It was a little bit too long. Just cut the agents out. Make it like 50 minutes. Yeah, that would also have worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm down yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Oh, look at us. See, we do agree on something. Yeah, there we go. Hey, we agree. Oh, my God. Follow us on Twitter and find us on Patreon so you can help support the podcast. Thank you. And thanks to everyone who helped us decide next episode's movie genre, which is queer high school movies. The movies that we want you to choose between are... Beautiful Thing. But I'm a Cheerleader. The Incredibly True Adventures of two girls in love and Edge of Seventeen to see the trailers which as Rowan keeps on saying is very important please check out our Twitter and our Patreon speaking of Patreon a huge thank you to those supporting us for five dollars or more we do really appreciate it thank you Uh, thanks to Henrika Louise Rebecca Malibu and Max to make sure that you know when that episode comes out subscribe on iTunes and your podcaster and give us Ratings and reviews, which are super important when you're new podcast to uh, getting discovered by more people. Yes, please do. Thank you. Thank, um, you. thank you so much for listening. We love you very much. Goodbye. Jane gets a mug for Zoinks, where she's got one that said Zoe, has tipexed out the E and written in Oinks. And that, as somebody with a weird name. <laughs> oh, somebody, back at you, yeah. Oh, shut up, Rowan. No there, one, there's no Rowan mug. Are, you, you have a weird name, but I, my name's still not on any person life. No, but there's at least a chance that Rowan is going to be somewhere on like one of those fridge magnets. I challenge you on, to no, find Somebody one. find us a Rowan fridge magnet or one of those number plates you get in like truck stops or something. <laughs> I am never going to find no, a Jazza mug Well, or Jeremy magnet. Corbyn merch is where you need to I go. I am not Jazza. <laughs> <laughs> you tip back out the it's, A. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's all I want with a relationship. Hello, Queer Movie Podcast fans. Uh, It's Jazza here with a bit of a public service announcement. What you just heard, uh, I need to put some caveats there uh, in terms of when our next episode is coming. It's going to be a little bit of a wait. You may have noticed the sporadic nature of the content that we have been uploading to this feed. We really appreciate your patience and also all of the positive feedback that you guys have given us as we have gone through this journey uh, of creating this podcast together. We've realised that because of our the bandwidth, Rowan and I are really busy people, we're probably not going to do or attempt to do the monthly upload schedule that we originally wanted for this podcast. Instead, we're going to treat it as seasons. So all of the uh, episodes that have been released up until now constitute series one and for the next few months we're going to be uh, behind the scenes recording and sorting out series 
two. The first episode is still going to be queer high school, so we still want you to engage with us there. That means uh, an awful lot, as always, and uh, uh, it'll be fun to see what you guys end up choosing. Uh, But please do follow us on all of our social media so that you can help us choose the rest of the episodes that we're going to be doing for series two. Keep in touch with us on our social media uh, over the next few months while you are waiting uh, and continue to tell people about how much you enjoy the podcast. It is uh, really humbling and really wonderful to be on the receiving end of the amount of love that we have seen over the past few months. Anyway, we will be with you in the new year. Uh, In the meantime, keep it queer uh, and we will see you very soon. Auf Wiedersehen!